You're listening to Maneuvering Mondays, a podcast about transforming work culture. In this first part of the episode, we follow the fictional story of Marie, who's an HR manager in the edtech company Zebra Apps, as she maneuvers the challenges of transforming their work culture. The realization that Natalie was the source of the company's original culture had energized Marie and her team. Marie could not stop smiling all of Tuesday morning, even when she walked by the new fridge in the hallway. She was not the only one. Heading down to the conference room for her meeting with her team, Marie saw Joe carrying some A2 sheets rolled up under her arm. Did you have posters made? Marie asked. Sheila called me yesterday and told me about the values you discovered, Joe said. I spent last night searching online for how to run a culture program and had these printed this morning. What are they? Marie asked. It's the culture canvas, Joe said. Then she leaned into Marie and said in a hushed tone, I think we may actually have a shot at changing the culture around here. As they walked into the conference room, they saw Eric and Sheila already debating something over a drawing on the whiteboard. Joe went ahead and started taping her poster to the wall. Marie smiled. Her team was fully engaged in figuring this out. She was not alone on her mission. Marie, Sheila, Eric, and Joe had worked their way through the culture canvas in the first 45 minutes of their meeting and were completing a draft plan for the culture program. They would launch the existing company values to the leadership team first, then do a company-wide reintroduction of the values during a town hall event. They would emphasize that these were the values that Zebra had all along and not something newly invented. As Joe and Sheila were taking post-its and the posters down from the walls and erasing the whiteboard, Eric took Marie aside. I have a concern, Eric said. Oh? Marie said. There is a reason why these values dropped off the presentation, Eric said. We are assuming they are still valid and that Natalie is behind them. Marie considered his statement for a moment. In her gut, she had already made a conclusion about how the values got dropped. I think she is still behind them, he said, waving her hand to the side as if to brush his statement away like a fly. You were assuming that Mark ditched them, Eric said. Marie's stomach sank. Well, yes, she said. Maybe, he said. But Mark left our former employer because he had found a better cultural fit, Eric made air quotes. Marie looked at him. She remembered that Eric used to work for Mark at another technology company. You think that he was fond of the values, she asked. That is what he told me when he left, he said. Did you know he tried to work with our old leadership team to consider establishing self-managed teams in our development organization? He had put all his credibility on the line for getting to run a pilot. I didn't know that they had self-managed teams at Sailtech, Marie said. They don't. Eric laughed. The pilot failed to take off and Mark left. Oh, Marie said. I know that you and Mark are not exactly seeing eye to eye lately, but keep an open mind about him, Eric advised, and probably run the plan by Natalie before you present it to the leadership team. Marie nodded. She wanted to disregard Eric's advice, but she had too much respect for him to avoid considering it. As Marie headed upstairs to her office, she thought about Mark. When she first started at Zebra Apps, she felt lucky to get to work for him. He was inspiring and visionary. 
He would speak at conferences and shared a network about the future of work. It's been more than a year since he spoke at a conference. She felt that red-hot lava ball in her stomach again and clenched her fists. Last time she had heard him speak at a conference, he was speaking about the four-day work week. She left before he finished. It was so divorced from the reality of what she experienced in Zebra Apps. She was disgusted. Mark was always the last one to leave the office. He wouldn't leave before Natalie left, and Natalie held spontaneous meetings in the afternoons and evenings. Sometimes it was the only way to get on her calendar. Marie went up to the floor where Natalie's office was. She glanced through the glass next to Natalie's door and saw that Natalie's chair was empty and her laptop missing. She looked around the floor. All the offices were empty. Marie spotted a fridge next to the stairway door, fully stocked with soda. She huffed and rolled her eyes. She walked closer to investigate the selection. It had Coke with various amounts of sugar, Sprite, Fanta, and seltzer, with and without lemon. Her eyes stopped on a yellow post-it on the right side of the fridge. Written in black sharpie, the note said, This is bullshit. Ha! Marie exclaimed and slapped her thigh. Celine popped her head out from her office, which was next to the fridge. She looked at Marie and smiled. Are you the fridge vandal? Celine asked. Marie looked at her. The what? Marie said, not even trying to contain her grin. Someone hung post-its with insults on all the soda fridges, Celine explained. But when? They were only installed yesterday, Marie said. They were there this morning, Celine said. Marie thought back to when she passed the fridge on her own floor this morning. She didn't notice a post-it on it. I didn't notice post-its on the others, Marie said. Celine shrugged. The one in the canteen reads, you suck, she said. Marie smiled. Such an innocent rebellion, but such a strong statement. Then Marie turned to Celine. Do you know when Natalie is back? She asked. Celine was Natalie's personal assistant. They had recruited her straight from university. She had a master's degree in marketing and strategy, but mostly spent her days managing Natalie's calendar. Natalie would keep promising that Celine would get more strategic assignments, but sometimes Marie wondered if Natalie misunderstood strategic for important. Picking up dry cleaning could be very important, but it was really strategic. Let me take a look, Celine said, and went back into her office. Marie followed her. Celine sat at her desk and logged onto her computer. She is speaking at the education ministry today, Celine said. That explains why none of them are here. Marie said, pointing out to the hallway. Yes, the whole leadership team went together, Celine said. Except Mark. Marie forced herself not to smile at that thought. Mark not being invited for an important external engagement. They should be back this afternoon, Celine continued. Natalie asked me to order dinner for her at the office. Celine looked up at Marie. What do you think I should order? Celine asked. The salmon or the steak? Marie thought for a moment. I would go with the salmon, Marie said. I think she had salmon yesterday, Celine said, staring at her screen. Marie looked behind her into the hallway. Thanks, Celine, Marie said. I will come up to catch Natalie later. Celine nodded. I will see you then, she said. Marie walked past the fridge on her way to the staircase. The note was gone. She opened the door and caught a glimpse of Mark walking down the stairs, the post-it glued to his index finger. 
Marie closed the door to the staircase and counted to 60 in her head before heading down. She did not want to know what he was up to. Marie spent the late hours in the afternoon writing up a presentation explaining the two steps in the culture program that her team had defined this morning. Three slides in total. One, an overview of the program and summary of the values. Two, details of the leadership offsite. Three, details of the company town hall. She suggested taking the leadership team away for a half-day offsite to dive into the existing values and verify that they were still a good fit for the company. Then, they would extend a town hall meeting and reintroduce the values. For this event, they would first ask Natalie to introduce the values. Then, they would split the company into teams, mixed teams across functional areas, and ask people to brainstorm what these values would actually mean for how they perform their daily work. Then, they would ask the teams to form new teams and do a roundtable in the new teams about what they discussed in their initial teams. World Cafe style. Marie browsed through her work. All the boxes were aligned, all the fonts matched. She hit Control plus S one last time and closed her laptop. She looked at her watch. 17.25. Natalie must be back by now. She unplugged her laptop and picked up a notebook and pen. She took a deep breath and walked to Mark's office. Mark was still in, as she expected. His chair was turned towards his window and he was looking out. Marie rolled her eyes. Like some goddamn Don Draper, she thought to herself. Hey, Mark, she said. He jumped in his seat and turned around, scooting the chair with his feet. He looked at her, but said nothing. His face was absolutely devoid of any mimicry. Marie looked at his face, but felt no compassion towards his lack of facial expression. I'm ready to show Natalie the preliminary culture program, she said. I want you to come with me to show her. Mark got up from his chair and walked to his door. He gestured with his hand that Marie should walk through the door. They walked all the way up the stairs in silence. Natalie was standing in Celine's doorway. She looked out in the hallway when the staircase door slammed shut. She smiled at Marie and Mark. Here comes HR, Natalie greeted them. Do you have a couple minutes? Marie asked. Celine's already warned me that you were coming, Natalie said. You have 15 minutes before my dinner arrives. I picked the salmon, Celine shouted from her office. Marie laughed. Natalie walked towards her own office, not looking back to see if Marie and Mark were following her. Natalie sat in her desk chair. Marie almost bumped into Mark when sitting down. He usually sat in the chair right across from Natalie. For some reason, now he chose to sit in the other chair. Excuse me, Marie said. Mark smiled a faint smile. What do you have for me, Natalie said. I want to show you the culture program deck before we take the whole leadership team through it, Marie said. It isn't due for another week, Natalie smiled. Where do you get the time, Marie? Mark looked at Marie. My whole team contributed to this deck, Marie said. We had a workshop this morning. Suddenly, Mark sat straight up in his seat. Do you mean you involved the entire department in creating a presentation? He said loudly. Marie looked at him and saw anger on his face. Somehow, it was preferable to not being able to read his emotions. At least now she could kill off that seedling of concern for him that had started to sprout deep in her mind. Let's see it, Natalie interrupted. Mark slumped back in his chair. Marie put the HDMI cord in her laptop and displayed the presentation on the TV screen on the rolling stand. She took Natalie and Mark through the three slides, not stopping for comments or feedback along the way. 
Natalie was taking notes. Mark was looking past the screen into some distance. It only took seven minutes to get through the whole deck. After going through the town hall concept, Marie had no other chance but to pause. Where did you get these? Natalie said. Marie shifted her gaze from the screen to Natalie. The values? Marie asked. Natalie nodded. Jason showed me the onboarding deck that you had sent him when you were interviewing him, Marie said. Natalie sat back in her chair and clicked her pen. Suddenly, Marie felt uneasy. Had she shared too much? Would Jason get in trouble for sharing the company values? She caught this thought and scuffed at it, silently. How could someone get in trouble for sharing the values of a company? I think building on the company's existing values is prudent, Mark said. Marie looked at him, puzzled by the sudden support. Natalie didn't even look at him. She sat back up, looked at Marie, and said, This is good work, Marie. I'm sure the entire leadership team will support this initiative. I am glad to hear it, Marie said, as she unplugged her laptop and got up to leave. Mark, can you stay a minute? Natalie asked. Mark had already gotten up to leave, but sat back down in his unusual chair. Could you sit across from me? Natalie gestured towards the chair that Marie just left. Mark slowly got up and changed chairs. Marie closed the door behind her and walked towards the staircase door. She turned around and glanced through the window next to Natalie's door. Mark was gesturing with his arms as he was speaking. What is that about? Marie thought to herself. She walked across the hallway. The door to the staircase opened, and Celine came in with a takeout bag. It's the salmon, she said. Mark is still in there, Marie said. So much for 15 minutes, Celine said, shrugging her shoulders. Marie was packing her bag in her office when Mark passed by her door in the hallway. Without stopping to think, she walked out of her office and followed him. He was just about to sit down in his office when Marie caught up with him. Are you okay? She asked him. He looked up at her and seemed like he was considering it. Today is not the best day, he said. Marie nodded, frowning her eyebrows. Mark put his hand in his pocket and pulled some crinkled post-its out. He put them on the table in front of him and straightened out a pink one. You suck, he read aloud. Then he unfolded an orange one. To sweeten the suck, he read again. Then he read a yellow one. This is bullshit, he read. Then he looked at Marie. Marie was trying to read his facial expression, but drew a blank. They are right, you know, he said. Marie's jaw dropped. She composed herself enough to ask, what do you mean, they are right? The soda fridges are not going to stop people fleeing from zebra, he said. Then he turned around and looked out the window again. I am tired, Marie, he said. She walked over to the window so she could look at his face. He looked at her. Those values, he said. That is why I joined Zebra. I thought it would be different here. Marie thought for a minute. So they were already defined when you joined, she stated. Natalie and Richard had a vision for how it should feel to be a part of this company, he said. Did they define them together? She asked. Mark paused. I think they brought out the best in each other, he said. But when Zebra got into cash flow problems, Natalie blamed his idealism. 
That's when the new investors came in, Marie suddenly understood. Yes, and Richard left the company, Mark said. And Natalie decided that he had been soft, and now it is her job to be hard. Marie sat on the windowsill across from Mark. How did they disappear from the intro deck? She asked. Mark smiled. I took them out, he said. Marie suddenly got snapped out of the moment of actual connection with Mark. She knew it. He was the one to take them out. I took them out because there was too much dissonance between how we were as a company, or at least how we were becoming, and the values we had defined, he continued. I just couldn't stand there and lie to people in their faces about what kind of company we are. Marie looked at him. But you are the head of HR, she said. That is within your authority to change. He looked past Marie. Maybe we still can, he said. Marie put a hand on his shoulder. He still looked out. Marie, you will need to win over Jacques, he said. Natalie will not support you unless you get him on board. Because he is the right kind of heart? Marie asked, half-joking. Mark smiled what seemed a genuine smile. He is all about the sales, and Natalie has sworn never to have a dry pipeline again, he said. Then he looked at her. You know Todd from Combo Systems, right? Marie nodded. See if you can get him to give you any tips on how to get on his good side, Mark said. What about Frank? Marie said. Should I be worried about our CFO? Frank will not go against something that doesn't directly impact our financial situation, Mark said. He only cares about our quarterly numbers. As Marie was walking down the stairs to her car, she looked at her clock again. It was 1915. Allie would be asleep by the time she got home. But for the first time in months, she and Mark were on the same side, facing a common problem. Maybe Eric was right. Maybe she should postpone judgment of Mark. Her mind wandered towards Jacques and Frank. She knew exactly where she had Jacques. And she had little hope in getting his engagement in something as soft as values. Frank was an open question. He had been the CFO of Zebra from the very beginning, so she had never coached him. Never really spoken to him either, except during the annual budget rounds. What would he think of investing in company values? Sitting down in her car, she put her phone into the holders attached to the dashboard and put on her seatbelt. She looked out of the front window for a couple of seconds. Then she took the phone out of the holder and texted Todd from Convo Systems. Hey, I need the scoop on Jacques and how he dealt with your culture initiative. Care for coffee? She checked her watch. 1930. She put the phone back in its holder and set the GPS for home. You're listening to Maneuvering Mondays, a podcast about transforming work culture. Tune in when we invite guests to comment on this part of Marie's journey. Thanks to Tiffany Lam, our wonderful speaker of the audiobook about Marie from Zebra Apps. What are your thoughts on Marie's situation? Have you had a similar experience? And what would you have done? Join the conversation on our LinkedIn page and let's maneuver Mondays together.